Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom. I'm Dave. I'm here with Adam. Are we doing flashbacks? Adam, how are you going? Uh, I'm happy to be here, Dave. Happy to be doing flashbacks again. Yeah, this time we're really flashing back. We've gone back to my favourite era, which was when Kerry Bates was writing DC Comics. And uh, you know I love Kerry Bates, don't you, Adam? I often bring his name up. <laughs> I do. I sure do. He, um, and I like yeah. him from the Legion, of course. And I love those Legion stuff too. I, I, we, I think we did his entire run, didn't we? Because we were having so much fun with it. We, we went very Just close. About. Yeah. And um, I know him primarily via his Superman stuff, which is very good, along with the other Superman writers at the time, like Elliot S. Magan, Paul Kuppenberg, Jerry Conway, etc. Um, yeah, and he's a Mark Colley. Now, it was hilarious because I saw that this trade was out, uh, The Flash, The Death of Iris West, and it was Kerry Bates. And I'd never read any of Kerry Bates's Flash run. I, in fact, didn't know he had a huge Flash run, but it's, he had a massive run. Adam, from, well, mid-70s to mid-80s, roughly, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I think he uh, ended out the book, right? He did. He, 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 I know it ends with the trial of Flash or something before Crisis, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's an enormous run, and it was hilarious the other night, because I, when I saw this, I, I kind of came together in my mind. I'm like, we're doing flashbacks. We just covered last episode, was it Mark Wade Volume 6? Yeah. And I think you said the next one is Morrison and uh, Mark Miller, then it's Wade Volume 7, and then we'll do Jeff Johns. Am I right? Am I correct? Correct, yeah. yeah. So we're at a bit of an interlude, so it's kind of the perfect place for yeah. a break. Charge back into the 70s. And, and I said to you, it was hilarious. I was sitting here, and I was like, it slowly kind of gets in my mind. I'm like, Flash, not my favorite character, but I don't mind him. Kerry Bates, one of my favorites. And I started to connect the two and thought, I said, yeah, sure. You can't get these books anywhere other than this hardcover, which I own. I said to you, I'm downloading the entire Kerry Bates Flash run. Bang, done. Got it all. I own it all. It's, yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah, yes, uh, it's, it's all there now. You it's know. Uh, all free and available for you to for you to read now. Peruse, yeah. Um, I won't be really reading much more. I don't want to spoil <laughs> my feelings on this. But, uh, you know, I love Kerry Bates. Um, yeah. Just not as much of a Bronze Age guy as you are. I love um, Especially at DC, where it just kind of feels like Come An on. extension of the Silver Age, you know? Dude, you know me. I prefer DC Bronze Age to just about anything. <laughs> Do not get it at all. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was fun. And, uh, yeah, so, but if you are looking, you can get a really good deal on the hardcover Death of Iris West. I got it for $40 Australian, um, free shipping from Amazon, and uh, it was just a joy uh, to, to basically, you know, get I managed to sneak it into the house as well, didn't get caught, so that was good. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, so do we want to talk just generally for a second um, before we dive into flashbacks? Um, we don't have you on that often, Adam. Um, did you see the Moon Knight show, and what did you think? Yeah, man, I watched it uh, first thing in the morning, and I really, cool. really enjoyed it. Cool. That's good. I mean, I gave it a 7.5. My, my only it's not complaint. It's not a complaint because I enjoyed it. I really did. I just thought there was too much room given to the one most lame character. You know, like it was person personas. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I can see a lot of people probably would maybe feel that way when they're hoping and just kind of hit the ground running with the superhero stuff. And uh, this is all pretty much his other persona, like you said. Yeah. Uh, but I actually found, uh, you know, the you know. It was, they were going more for like, hey, this is a mystery or yes. a thriller yeah. type episode. You know, who knows how much of the rest of the show will be like that. Ethan Hawke was cool. That 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 character yeah. and 
that power. I, I enjoyed that. I thought that was pretty cool. Like, no, overall, I gave it 7.5 out of 10. And I think it'll get, I think it'll grow on me too. Like, after it finished, I woke up the next day and I was like, yeah, I really enjoyed that. You know, like. Well, yeah, uh, my feeling on it too is that it's nice to see, because, you know, I think we've both mostly enjoyed these Marvel shows, but yeah. some of them aren't great. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to see that they can introduce like new characters and do a decent job at them. Cause oh, this is sure. the first time they've done a new thing, I think on the TV. Right. Yeah, I think so. I mean, she Hulk's not out yet. Uh, yeah. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Like, okay. uh, what else? There's like Falcon Winter soldier. They're done. Scarlet witch Loki. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're all, they're all extensions of sort of the movies. Yeah. yeah, and while I was watching this, I just kept thinking, like, how cool it'll be to see him when he's, you know, with some of the other Marvel characters, whether or not, oh, you know, yeah. he's with Captain America, but, you know, well, maybe what about Daredevil. If Punisher. Yeah, Ghost Punisher, Rider. Yeah, um, that kind of stuff. Yeah. That'll be a lot of fun, and, yeah. you know, he's kind of got a quirky dynamic with the multiple personality. I mean, we'll see sure. how much that plays into him going forward, but... I've got a question. Fun. I've got a question. Um mm-hmm. I loved it at the end when you finally saw Moon Knight when he turned around. Did he magically transform? Because it seemed like he he was kind of rippling, you know? Uh, the trailer made it seem like he does transform. Uh, I didn't get to see in the show. Well, you uh, do see really a does. bit. He prays a bit and he kind of goes back. But I was wondering if that's just in his head and he's actually that's, switching, you know? That's kind of what I've seen speculated is that oh. maybe he thinks that it just kind of wraps around him, but... Really, you know, he's in an alley somewhere changing his clothes. Yeah, okay. So my deep comments have been, other people have got as incisive as me, have they? They've managed <laughs> yeah, to... they sure have. Wow. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't imagine it. Um, yeah, so there was that. Uh, there's a Moon Knight Omnibus 2 coming out. I've got the first one, which covers the end of Doug Munch's run and has a couple of minis and stuff before it leads into the Chuck Dixon run. Um, which would be in the next Omnibus. So there is a decent-sized Omnibus 2 coming from Moon Knight. I'd love to find some Moon Knight comics to just really read and enjoy, but I just haven't yet. What about um, Doug Munch? I do what like the Jeff Lemire stuff. What about Doug I've Munch? I've tried it. I've tried it. What are you doing? What are you doing with your life? I mean, that's I've... the best stuff. If you're looking for the best Moon Knight, that's it. You don't know if it's the best stuff. I've read plenty of Moon Knight. The okay. guy... I didn't know you had. I thought I didn't think you'd read much Moon Knight. I've read a fair bit. I've read all the Doug okay. Munch. I've read all... Oh, oh, Chuck, Chuck Hickson's is very good, too, but it's you different. You never really talk about him, so I just didn't assume that you had read very much. So well, I apologize. Just, oh, well, no need to apologize, <laughs> my friend. Um, no, no, I've read all of Doug Munch's run. Um, it gets very good. Um, okay. Chuck is very strong. He doesn't do the multiple personalities. He does it more as kind of an adventurer. He's good run. James Mateus has a short but good run. After that, I've not read a lot. Uh, Bendis's was awful. Um, other stuff, Spotty, Jeff Lemire was decent. Uh, Warren, yeah, like Warren, Lemire, Warren, Warren Ellis's run was very good. I've read all of Warren Ellis's run. Yeah, it's just like six issues, though. It would be nice to have yeah. like maybe something more modern that is extended. You know, We'll see if they yeah. figure them out in the comics. Yeah, but as you can see, I, I, I punched my weight. You know why I read a lot of Moon Knight? Because when I got back into comics hardcore... That was, for some reason, one of the characters I got into. I, I know why. I bought the um, Essential Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so I, I got into it heavily. It was because in Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1, he was a character. And uh, so I was... I, I Yeah, I, I've read a fair bit. Um, it's such a cool design, too. Uh, it's a great design, That was yeah. a good way to, you know, I learned some of the characters. or Not 
necessarily learn the characters, but became fam- more familiar with them from that that game. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Like that that game was great. Like uh, for Marvel fans and stuff, I think it was it was awesome at the time. Like that you could play all the different characters and yeah, no, it was it was great. Have your own teams and everything. Um, yeah, yeah, no, look, definitely Doug Munch. If you're looking for the high watermark, um, the s- sort of second half of his run is pretty damn good. You know? Okay. Yeah, I mostly started with like the early stuff, so maybe I'll jump ahead a little. It's bit. a lot. Yeah. No. If you want my advice, start with Epic Collection Two. Uh, there's only three Epic Collections because Epic Collection One has a lot of stuff prior to him actually getting his own book from memory. You know. Oh, okay. And he's okay. a lot less fully formed, but by by two, uh, it's really cranky, and there's some really good issues actually, like uh, some really good stuff, like. Um, and uh, as always, Chuck Dixon puts in a good effort, like 26 issues or something, you know? Like, I've got a whole backlog of Dixon Nightwing to get through. Though, that's so. Well, <laughs> go with Dixon Nightwing because okay. that's better, you know. That's what I figured. Be- also a better character. Sorry, Ray, you know, but... <laughs> <laughs> I always loved in uh, Amalgam, I mm. think they did uh, Nightwing and Moon Knight together. And it was that's called, cool. Like, yeah, I forget what they called him, but it was a, he was a really cool character. Did they call him Night Knight? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually good. Yeah, uh, they, I guess they probably called him Moonwing. They probably something. did call him Moonwing. They should call him Night Night. That could have, been, could have been the saying he had. Okay. Night Night. Yes, he's like bashing the heads of criminals in and stuff. Um, Michelle was funny because she, she's got no idea who this character is other than she knows Ray likes him and she's like, give me the backstory on this guy. And I gave her the quick backstory and she goes, and he's a hero? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, kind of. Not. I was, I was like a minor one. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of, he's a little unhinged though. So yeah, yeah. He, he walks the line. He does. So yeah, that was fun. And um, anything else that has been popping off since we've last seen you, Adam? Like, what are you apart from reading all this Bronze Age DC, which I know you don't enjoy that much? <laughs> um, I've been watching a lot of movies. Uh, yes. I think I talked about that. I did the Letterboxed. Um, I'm on there, so that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and then also I had uh, an Audible credit today, mm. and I picked up something kind of that I thought you might be interested in. It was Harlan Ellison, a bunch mm. of short stories by him. So oh, that's great. That yeah. No, that yeah for sure. Like um, yeah. No, I, I definitely uh, definitely think that's a good one and beautiful format. I think with Audible, sometimes short stories just are just superb. You know, like I I enjoy that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I think a full novel in Audible can be a bit much because it's like, yeah, you know, it's going to take me like a week or two to listen to it. But a short story where I can get through one. Yeah. Um, this one has one of my. Uh, I don't know why I'm familiar with this story, but I've really come to like it. Is uh, I have no mouth, but I must scream or something like that. Uh, very creepy story that I enjoy. Yeah, no, that's one of his most famous stories. Yeah. yeah. No, he was a very serious talent, uh, Harlan Ellison. Uh, have you ever read When Frank Sinatra Caught a Cold? Or Frank Sinatra Has a Cold, the essay? <laughs> no, I haven't heard of that. Uh, it's great. It was this famous essay done in the 60s when they were popularizing new journalism, which is kind of where the journalist becomes part of the story. Anyway, the storyline is Frank Sinatra has a cold. Like, is he literally has a cold. It's during the taping of one of his 60s shows. And, you know, he's in a bad mood because he's got a cold. And he's in a bar, and um, Harlan Ellison is playing pool. And he's Harlan Ellison was kind of, you know, not, hippie's not the right word, but slightly counterculture, which, of course, Frank was totally not counterculture, you know. And, and, and it was the famous line as Frank Sartre snaps, everyone, does, uh, everyone in here has to have ties, ties or jackets or get out of here. And it cleared the room. Coats and jackets or get out of here. Clear the room. 
<laughs> and, and like his little minders and stuff are trying to hustle off Harlan Ellison, who won't leave. And like Sinatra's just in a bad mood, you know, and wow. you know he's just dominating the the bar as, <laughs> or, or the club or whatever the fuck it was. Like typical Sinatra, you know. And he has a couple of blondes on his arm. Yeah, when he's at the um, when he's at he's at the he's at the bar, kind of drinking a little bit, smoking a little bit, bit grumpy, and he's got the couple of blondes there, kind of caressing his hands and stuff, you know, and. Uh, he's in a yeah, it's classic Sinatra. I love it. And he just basically gets everyone who doesn't have ties and jackets get out of here. Clear the room. That's funny. Uh, it all comes back to uh, Sinatra, right? It does, man. Yeah, well, he was the king, man. You know, <laughs> wasn't uh, Harlan Ellison known to be pretty grumpy himself? Oh yeah, no, no, Harlan. No, in fairness to Harlan Ellison, he's holding his ground a bit. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I respect it. I respect it, but I think if we're talking about egos, probably the only ego bigger than Harlan Ellison's own was probably Sinatra's. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I did uh, hear someone say once they told Harlan Ellison they were like, you know, you'd probably get a lot more work done if you just stopped like, you know, you know, fighting with people all the time. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but I can't uh, let the sons of bitches get away with it or something like that. Yeah, no, he was a cool guy. No, no, he was a cool guy. Yeah, like yeah. For, for sure. I, I, yeah. I can respect that philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can to a point. Um, then I also think there's a point where it becomes problematic if they was wasting the time fighting on Twitter, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, no, I, I have the inclination to do that, but then I'm so like, it's a, it's a total waste of time, you know? So I, I used to when we did the show in the early days, and yeah. um, the older I get, the less I care, you know? Yeah. Because okay. I just think it's... The problem with the internet is, and oh, this isn't anything novel, but like... There's always an argument one page away if you really wanted to have one. You know what I mean? Like, right. yeah, it's it's never ending. And you know, once you accept that, unless something is directly affecting you, I'm sort of like, you know what? I just don't care enough, really. Like, well, it's also you know a lot of times people's opinions on like a movie or yeah, a story. It. Yeah, yeah, it's opinion. It's based. not. It, well, it's not. It's generally it's not even based on the the merits of the work anymore. It's like based on. This agenda, whatever, whether they're pro this or identity, anti this. identity politics kind of yeah. bullshit and all that stuff. It's know. hard to well, or the other way, like you know, Snyder bro, exactly, um, where yeah. it's just like, okay, we're not actually being objective here. We're just ah, you know, sure. shitting on the. Oh, no, that's side. right, man. Yeah, on on either side. Don't get me wrong. I'm not really. Yes, yeah, it is what it is, man. But at the end of the day, it all comes back to obviously Sinatra, but also flashbacks. And uh, let's <laughs> yeah. let's flash back to so the death of Iris West. Was uh, flat. It was a decent sized read. Flash mm-hmm. two seventy to flash two eighty four. Um, it almost seems like they would have just normally called this the Flash by Kerry Bates, but didn't maybe think it would sell as well. Yeah, I don't think Kerry Bates is a big name to anyone outside Bronze Age fans now. Sadly, mm-hmm. and I I say that sadly because he didn't do a lot of work for DC post crisis. He did some, but yeah. not much, you know? Uh, Captain Adam's the one I can think of that I would like to check out. Jesus. I mean, what really? <laughs> you, you love Kerry Bates, and you're I like, you love so Kerry. much crap about it. I do love Kerry Bates, but I'm not Kerry, a Captain Adam. Captain Adam's cool, dude. Yeah, okay. But um, there's one thing about Captain Adam that I know he always blows up. That's about it from Captain yeah, Adam. He does yeah. do that. He does do that. It's his shtick. Dude, Fla- he's Dr. Manhattan, though, you know, yeah, basically. Yeah, Dr. Manhattan's a lot cooler. I don't remember fucking um, whatever his name is, Captain Adam stopping the Vietnam War and, you know, turning bullets into fucking whatever, you know, butterflies <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, 
Uh, I, you know, uh, with Captain Adam, it, Flash likes to vibrate through things. Captain Adam likes to blow up. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> they did that a lot with him. When yeah, I mean, they, when Carrie Bates was writing him, of course, he probably knew what to do with him. But like after, I would. You know what? Just for you, I would check it out. But believe you me, it's only for Carrie Bates that you're recommending. That's the only yeah. reason. I, look, I, I love Kerry Bates. Look, I'll tell you what, if I had to recommend to Kerry Bates, I would be like, honestly, from what I've read, it would be his Superman or his Legion. You know, I, I think that they're amazing. Um, and he's a really solid writer. Now, um, so this, funnily enough, the first page, we're not doing page by page, but I'm just saying the first cover yeah. has You Could Be a Winner in the second Superman movie contest. And I thought that was Superman 2, but it's actually the original movie i think would am i right uh it's saying the 79. second contest and not the second movie is what you're saying yeah i because the movie because it says 79 now when did the movie come out superman i think it was 79 because i think it was early 80s for superman 2 i could be wrong i'm not sure let's see i can check real quick yeah. 78 and yeah 78 was the first one when was the second one probably 80 yeah 80 yeah. so this would be the second movie Okay. February 79, though? I don't know. Seriously. I mean, they would be in pre, you know, pre-production if the movie was coming out in 80. If only we could get Carrie Bates on the fucking line and answer this question. Like, <laughs> It probably says in the... It says details inside if we found a copy of the comic. Yeah, let's... I've got a copy of the comic. Well, there you I've go. I've got a copy of the comic. i tell you what I love in these comics is advertisements for the Grit magazine. Um, yeah, they're, they're absolute gold. I, I was I, I I like Wikipedia-ing stuff that I read in old comics and seeing if they still exist and stuff. You know, <laughs> it does it. Uh in a massively changed format, um, technically, but not not in the format that it was there. Uh, okay, looking for this, looking for this shit about the Superman movie. I don't see anything about the Superman movie in this comic. Like it's just I see, uh... oh, here we, at the end, the second great. Oh, here we go. Um, I'll ask you. Th- I'll ask you this question: the second great Superman movie contest. I think it is Superman one. A member of the Superman right. family does not see much. We do not see much of these days. Is Lois's sister Lucy? She is best known for being a a stewardess. B being cl- Lois's closest rival for Superman's love. C being a reporter on a rival metropolitan metropolitan. Metropolis newspaper, Metropolis newspaper, D being Jimmy Olsen's girlfriend. Do you, do you have D? Is it D? Is that, is that the answer? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well done. I was going to say being a stewardess, but well. Wow. <laughs> Here, I found the uh, the thing. I don't know if she was always her, Jimmy Olsen's girlfriend, but I know at a time they Did were. You, so Jimmy Olsen was definitely banging her? Like, it's <laughs> at some point, yeah. <laughs> okay, it says the second Superman, the movie contest. At the bottom of all DC Comics letters and text pages. Uh, da, 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 da. Come on. Only one entry per person. Yeah. All entries uh, will receive the actual cape. Oh, look at this. Uh, will be placed in the first and second prize drawings. The first card drawn will receive the actual cape worn by Christopher Reeve in the Warner Brothers motion picture Superman. There you go. Okay, so that's what it is. It's memorabilia from Superman 1. Right, but it says... <laughs> I thought you were saying that you could be in the movie, which would be the second movie. No, right? I was no, I was saying oh, okay. which movie was this a contest for? It's Because it, it was saying you could be a winner in the second Superman movie 
contest. Oh, I see. So it was worded. I was thinking like you could be in the movie is what we were saying, but you're wrong. Or I'm wrong, sorry. It's okay. Um, Do you remember, it's a really funny story. You know, Mario Puzo wrote the original Superman and they had to radically change it. You know, from The Godfather, he wrote The Godfather book. Yeah, I remember hearing that. That's pretty Yeah, there's a funny part in the the original script. He has a part where Superman flies down to this bald guy. He turns around and it's Telly Savalas and he goes, who loves you, baby? Uh, Yeah, I've heard of that. Reminds me of the so well, funny. very different but kind of similar, the James Cameron Spider-Man movie that seemed to be like really concerned with like his sperm apparently. Really? Yeah. Oh my god! Like that so, what? That's so weird. Like I, I would have loved to have seen James Cameron Spider-Man though because he was such a pioneer. Um, yeah, he really probably would have pushed things forward. Yeah, but I mean, we did pretty well with Sam Raimi anyway, so. Oh, I'm not. I'm not too worried. But it just with James Cameron, he's such an innovator, and obviously it was a project close to his heart because he only tackles things that he wants to, you know. But especially mm-hmm. by that point, I mean, his reputation was was made. Um, yeah, would have been interesting. Um, but anyway, so to, like the the basic. If we want to do it, this is a very. I, I find this this comic strangely. It, people talk about Bendis being decompressed. The, the, you know, in a way, this is quite decompressed storytelling because it's over fourteen issues. Um, he certainly a lot happens, but do, would you agree that there's a lot of dangling plot threads that weave through this story? So I guess, um, yeah, I mean, they're like it's kind of like uh, Levitt's Legion, where it's yes. kind of like A plot, B plot, C plot, where you know some of the things early in the run don't yeah. seem important but they kind of build yeah so yeah that was that was kind of uh interesting i didn't really expect that you know i was kind of still expecting one issue story arcs yeah yeah um yeah but no. this first arc with the clown wasn't you know that great to me uh well yeah well let's let's look at it so the the clown when i saw the clown i was like wow um he really is just a clown i you know what I think it could have been wrapped up quicker than it was. I mean, this clown was just a guy, um, but Jesus Christ, he like when he got in the jalopy, and then it it it, it goes into like sort of what does it go into like a little like a fucking Formula One car, um, and then he has the pie face. I was like, wow, we're wacky. We're very wacky back in like nineteen seventy nine. You know? Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it feels like this could have been a story done with the trickster, which would be like similar, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I think would have been more interesting to me. But the just the I guess clown. you know you have the whole angle of like what's his deal, and you know the fact that he was uh what wasn't he like wrongfully convicted of a crime or his family was killed or something something like yeah his family was killed um for some something to do with the flash he he suspected but the funny part was like i was like okay i see carrie bates we're wacky as shit and then suddenly it was like well there's heroin i was like wow that's a that's a change of pace like on the in the other subplot it's there's like heroin in the police department and i was like wow talk about like two sort of um you know different tones you know yeah, the heroin uh, was surprising to me. The the clown less so, but yeah, yes. together it's kind of like what. And then, you know, he's having some actually pretty legitimate like relationship troubles here. Where oh it's yeah, like, fuck he's getting sick of it. It's oh, not like he's yes. trying. It's not like the Superman thing where he's like, oh, I'm not Superman, Lois. It's like I'm married to this woman. She knows I'm the Flash, and she's sick of it. And she's breaking my balls non fucking stop. 
Yep. You know, like this is, but like seriously, this is a marriage in serious fucking trouble. Um, where literally they do the bailout of we better have a kid to you know try to save this. <laughs> yeah, that was like pretty... I was like, okay, uh, we're going with that cliche. Fair enough. Uh, that's all. That always works out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a... Marriage. It, it's like the Sinatra movie, Marriage on the Rocks. You know, <laughs> yeah. it, they could have called it Death of Iris West. It could have been called Marriage on the Rocks. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that probably would be more appropriate going through the entire volume here. But uh, I liked on page 32 where he's got, um, I don't know, I guess he has some kind of shrapnel in him. Mm. And he vibrates to, like, get it out. I thought that was kind of interesting. Well, I mean, maybe. I mean, for me, that was, like, the (laughs) beginning of the vibrating flash-like shtick. Um, I did like the heroine. I liked the girl with the ESP. Um, in fact, I, you're right. The, the clown was just so wacky, you couldn't take it seriously. But I did like that they're doing this thing with the rat to um, basically test out his pain and pleasure centers, and then they're going to do the experiments on this guy. And at first, Barry's like, "Yeah, okay," you know, like it's based on my research from back in the day. Um, I guess. Well, he says right? that. He, he says that <laughs> at the yeah, start, like, the, like it's is based he a, on his kind of scientist. Yeah, well, they say that it's based on a paper or something he did, and at first he goes along with it. I'm like, okay, so we're literally torturing this guy for experiments, and Flash is like, yeah, okay, sounds sounds sound sound, and then it's like, oh, uh, maybe not. But like, it how reminded it... me of um, uh, Clockwork Orange, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. It's 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 weird. Like, there's so much going on in this thing, and this you are right. This clown is like something out of like 1961 with Gardner Fox, you know. Yeah. It's it, when he comes in at the end with the rockets and he's like in a little sort of like another clown car. I'm just like, Carrie Bates, could we pick a tone? You know? Yeah. Could we stick with a tone, please, Carrie? And and this was a rough start to the collection for me. I, I was like, oh, okay, wow. What, um, Did they ever really explain how he got. Like, you know, his we know stuff. that his family was in this accident, but now he's got all these crazy gadgets for. Was it, no, he was a member of a circus, I think. Oh, okay. They were a circus that, that that went broke or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I think oh, it's yeah. in the storyline. Um, now, you're right. In the next issue, that's where he's got the... In the next issue, that's where he's got all the shrapnel, and that's where he um, vibrates out of it. And I felt that it started to get better here. I, I actually... I started to enjoy it more. Maybe I, I fell in more in love with the, the style... But I'm looking at it here, how he's got all the all the shrapnel all over him, and mm-hmm. it's actually pretty cool looking art. Like I quite yeah, enjoy pretty it. Good. Yeah, I mean, especially for its time. And then it's funny when um, the covers are really good. Yeah, Iris is there, and he's like, "Speak soon, Iris. I'll I'll I'll, I'll be out soon. Just hang in there." And she's like, "Go go hang in there yourself. I've had it." And then he gets rid of all the stuff. He's still got all the shit all over it. Like the whole suit is all marked, and he's like, "Okay, Iris." And then she's gone, and uh, you're like, wow, this marriage is definitely in trouble, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how long ago they were married in the comics. Um, I also wanted to point out his hair. You uh, don't normally like the hair they go with for him, but the crew didn't cut, have that yeah. hair. No, yeah. and funnily enough, I can tell you this. Um, when I there's a, there's a Flash comic by Kerry Bates, Flash 179, we're doing on the show this week. Uh, it's a famous one. It was his first one. It's a very famous one where he goes into the Earth where Julie Schwartz is the editor and stuff. Mm. Um, anyway, it's a cool story. He has the crew cut there. 
but but by um, issue 270, that was the first uh, issue where Ross Andrew replaced Julie Swartz as editor and wanted to usher in a new style in the comics. So what we're reading is, uh, is the dawning... You know Ross Andrew, who was the artist for Spider-Man? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, he was also... He was a Flash editor for a while. And, um, yeah, so he ushered in... like, a, He wanted to breathe new life into the title. He kept Carrie Bates on, but he wanted to kind of, think, I think, punch it up and make it, you know... It, its sales were fading out. So this 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 whole fourteen fifteen ep- episode issue run is uh, definitely the start of the so called new era on Flash. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, but anyway, so he had the he had the crew cut back then, and whereas here he has much more of a conventional like it could be any kind of hero in the nineteen seventies. Would you agree? Yeah, for sure. You know. Um, then we have the girl with the ESP. Um, which was a weird storyline because I thought at first she was going to be a lot more menacing than she turned out. Did she ever get a name? I don't Melanie. 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 Yeah. I like it when the phone rings and he's like, that darn phone, it hasn't let up all day. How am I expected to get my work done with all this distraction? And the, the long-suffering assistant's like, relax, Barry, this time it's Iris. <laughs> she's just like... <laughs> and she's just like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, Barry, with your tantrums. <laughs> Yeah, and he also he also gets shit from his boss for being bad at his work because like he's he's always he's pushed himself to limit his flash. Like I was like, is this Barry Allen? I always thought Barry Allen was like kind of like Mister Perfect, you know. But uh, you know he's he's all over the shop. Yeah, that is interesting. I think that's kind of how they decided to portray him after he died, right? Like uh, he was always perfect. He did everything right. Yeah, Mister um, By the Book. That's how I know him, Mister By the Book. Like we're going to take this guy down by the, you know, blah blah blah. Like you know, we'll never cross the line. We're the old school. Like that, that's how it seems. Like he's personified. But here it's like Barry's marriage is collapsing. You know, his job's in trouble. This and that. Like. He's trying to vibrate himself out of so many. Um, oh, by the way, um, in the in the very first uh, <clears throat> um, uh, page of the comic, it has Superman the movie coming for Christmas. So there you go. There we go. So I think it was well, this a... was again. This was nineteen seventy nine though. So I guess I still don't get. Well, be, think about it because when when the comics come out, it the the date on the comic is later than the date it hits the stands. Off. Yeah, like yeah. I guess a, a few months. Yeah, so, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I know. I know I'm right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Man, that's been happening a lot lately. We're gonna have to do something about that. I know. So, well, I actually feel like I'm on a streak, and now I'm starting to get suspicious of my streaks. You know, you know when you're blowing real hot <laughs> in a casino, you're like, well, I better, I better leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No. So it's it's pretty funny stuff. Um, another thing I love in these old comics is like all the advertisements for the guns. Pick up a crossman. You won't believe it. It's an air gun. And then there's all this stuff about like, you know, uh, there's one about, there's like, a, there's like a room and it's like really untidy and it goes, a gun's a big commitment for a kid. <laughs> it's like, get your life in order. And then maybe your mum and pa will get you a gun for Christmas. And you just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like you're tying in cleaning up your room with like responsible gun ownership. And... <laughs> <laughs> like, like they push it really hard in these comics. Like, I guarantee you, I, I, I read them and I'm just like, Jesus. Like, I know that in the US, it was always, you know, um, there's always a lot more kind of gun stuff than in Australia, kind of thing. You know, like, mm-hmm. but yeah, and I like, guess uh, maybe it, I assume that's like a BB gun or something, right? Yeah, but it gets it, there's variations on them. Like, so there's there's what there's yeah, it is, but um, 
but they're still fairly like it's like the sun with his like little gun, and then there's the power, his much bigger gun, and they're like <laughs> standing side by side like in the wilderness or something. It's just yeah, like it's all sell, sell, sell. Yeah, it is. It is. I love it. I tell you what, if I was in the seventies and a kid, I would have signed up for that grit magazine in a second because it's like, do you, <laughs> do you want to go to the the you want to go to the movies? You know, or, or you know the get, get get a can of coke or get some comics. You don't have any money. Well, here's the answer to your problems. It's like sign up for Grit Magazine, and you can have the cold hard cash. Yeah, so the kid, the poor kid, has to pay for Grit Magazine, and he's got less money. Um, but then he has to shell it to everyone else. I think it's like a pyramid scheme. Yeah, I think yeah, you're right. Yeah, and it's like you know, can you just imagine hustling around the neighborhood like? <laughs> fucking grit magazine well it's like such a bad name as well <laughs> like i don't know it's it's great um this clown is just up to some tricks like uh, looking looking here at page 24 he's on like what do you call them like is it a tricycle when they're you know the clown um, bike well i don't know what, what it's called but the clown bike and he's got he has the gas yeah, yeah, unicycle. Yeah, unicycle. He's got the, he's got the clown gas, and he's putting people to sleep. And then he's getting the hammer coming out, you know, like out of like the sort of spring hammer, hitting people mm-hmm. over the head with a like you're yawning and kind of so am I because it's like, <laughs> but it, but it's like it just it just feels like such a wacky fucking story subplot in what is a lot of harder hitting not harder hitting but more kind of. Like heroin and all this kind of stuff. Like there's there's actual crime, and then there's this clown just causing havoc. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the kind of idea you think up like stoned. on the toilet or something. Like, oh, oh I need a villain. Uh, how about a clown? You know. It's... And I think it, it's not helped. I mean, by the end of it, when he gets everyone on the wires, and they're all like they're on these wires and they're they're balancing, and um, and Barry's having to use his subsonic powers to stop them from. I guess being electrocuted or falling or something, and it's just mm-hmm. like wow, it's it, it just it, like it's interesting because it was a time capsule of a time where they were doing some sort of darker slash more mature material, but there was still a heavy juvenile slant yeah. to the comic. And I, I mean, I I look at it as a um, a time capsule piece. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, and I find it interesting in that sense. And and I mean, I don't think Flash is the most, it, not just his character, his power set at times, like, you, you have to work a bit hard as a writer, I think, with Flash, you know, at a certain oh, point. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? so, I mean, you also have to think about, like, how am I going to make this not incredibly easy for the Flash, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I guess you have the same problem with Superman, but yes, you might get distracted by Superman where you're like, you know, he has so many powers, you could forget about one, you know, but the yeah. Flash is like, oh, he's fast, he should be able to. He's fast and he can vibrate, we all know that. You know, he can vibrate his way out of any fucking, you know, situation. Um, Discovered at 272 yeah. is pretty good, though, with uh, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. Let me have a look. Yeah, no, it is a nice cover. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I also like in these covers when they've got, like, the back in the old days, they've got, like, the Thor balloon on the cover. Ha-ha, I've paralyzed the Flash with sonic vibes. Those men will <laughs> die. You know, it's back. It's like you know, they quite dynamic the covers. Yeah, so he's got he's he's got them on the thing, and then I think this is where at at a certain point, Flash obviously escapes, gets it all done as normal. Um, and I'm just trying to find where the the girl is there. So she's reading minds, and she's like, "That clinches it. All my instincts about him were right. It's time to set my plan in motion." 
And um, is this where... I'm just having a look. Oh, yeah, so this is where he goes to the uh, asylum and the, or the penitentiary lab, and this guy they're testing on, uh, Nephron, is just going fucking nuts. And um, it's, it's... I think Nephron is the scientist. Oh, he is. You are, you are right. You are right. You are totally right. But it's the first sign you see that they're... Um, you know, Barry's saying it's too dangerous and too risky. I'm convinced of that now. No human being deserves the hell he's being subjected to. Um, and it's 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 really... Uh, and then Nephron says, no, unbuckle York and take him back to his cell. I know when I'm beaten. Uh, and, and Barry just uh, sort of gullible. Nephron's determined, but he's no fool. Yorkman's nightmare is over. Well, no, I'm afraid not. It's the storyline's going to get dragged out for many fucking issues. <laughs> uh, and then Barry goes to the um, lab, and this was a good moment where he's like, but if it isn't a silver nitrate, what is it? Good God, it's heroin, pure heroin. And he's like tasting it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was uh, quite a surprise because I, I don't remember if this was the first mention of drugs, but Friend actually have drugs on the page and everything is like, and Barry, oh, surprising to me. It would have been funny if Barry's like, oh, I like the taste going down. <laughs> Let's, where's where's Speedy? Where are we going to do some heroin together? Uh, get Speedy on the fucking dial. We got, we got My a word is a junkie. <laughs> yeah. um, imagine how funny it would have been if, like, the the next part where Barry's, like, in fast speed, like, getting rid of all the heroin and putting it into other bottles, if he'd been, like, cooking up, like, a heroin lab and stuff, like, putting shit in needles and stuff. Um, yeah, but it was, it was, I, I guess, as well. I mean, heroin is still a fucking hardcore, like, thing. Like, but even then, can you imagine, like, heroin would have been like, oh, shit, like, we're really, you know, like, it's a, it's a fucking, what do they call it, like, class A drug. Like, it's a hard drug, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, it's a little bit, I would have thought back in the 70s, like, a little bit of weed in a comic would have been controversial, you know? Yeah, I know, um. That would be kind of the thing I'd expect more from, yeah, something like this. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And everyone's, like, freaking out about weed, you know. Oh, the dangers of marijuana. Um, but I guess at no point is Barry like, wow, you know, heroin is, you know, hey, there's a case for he legalizing heroin. Like, that never comes up. I guess, you know. Yeah, I guess uh, at this point a lot of these writers were kind of hippies themselves, so maybe they were like, oh, you know, weed, weed's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I get it. Yeah, I, I'm more thinking. I think a lot of the time, um, in my experience of talking to some of these older guys, and I haven't spoken to them all, but the ones I have, I think there was a lot less editorial interference than you would actually think, because they knew the rules and they kind of were happy. To, like, I think there was sometimes a bit less scrutiny um, of the books as they were as they were coming out, and then when the books came out, there could be reactions, but they got a, a lot away with a lot of stuff like in actually designing and putting the comics out there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know you know what I mean? And I think you're right. A lot of them were coming out of the counterculture and stuff. And so, yeah, but, I mean, they didn't exactly have Barry, you know, blazing weed. But <laughs> that was sort of happy to play with these kind of concepts. Now, um, there was so there's the dinner date with Iris. Um, Barry Allen, you wouldn't dare. Not now, not after all the hours I slaved to make this a perfect dinner. It's like, fuck off, Iris. Are you aware... That he's the Flash. Can I, you know, you are aware. So, he's a member of the Justice League. The world's in constant crisis. I would have said to her, look, love, you know, you're secondary. You're secondary to the world. You're secondary to the city. You're secondary, <laughs> you're secondary to the league. 
you know, and I got to move fast, and you're slowing me down. You know, <laughs> get out. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Like it's like there's the. I like that they're bringing in the story of the domestic kind of unhappiness. Like it's it's realistic, in a sense. But uh, do you find her kind of like a bit of a ball breaker? Yeah, I mean, I don't think. Yeah, it was just weird um, to have them be going through all this stuff right before you're about to kill her off. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could see if I just started reading the book now and then they kill her off, I wouldn't like really miss her because <laughs> she no. doesn't really get anything else to do. Like, let's just... remember, she is like a Lois Lane reporter. Yeah. And we don't really see anything like that. So it's like, to me, one of the weaknesses of this book was the supporting cast. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, I, I like the cop, the, his cop friend. You know, Frank, I think his name was, wasn't it? Like, he comes into it a bit later. But um, Yeah, yeah, he was cool. But it's just like there's nobody really for him to play off of. Like, um, that's where I think we, I'm reading, like, Legion Bronze Age. Yeah. You have, like, 25 characters that yes. are bouncing off each yeah. other. Yeah, no, I hear Here, you. it's like, uh, here's some Flash. Well, how about some Flash? Well, how about some Flash fighting some clown? Yeah, yeah. Or some random psychic girl that's going to be in for a dozen issues. I dig you, man. I dig what you're putting down. This could have... You know what it could have done? And, and look, this isn't a huge criticism of Flash, but this could have done with a little bit more st- stunt casting to put in. I know they did a little bit of it, but uh, I'm just thinking of another hero or something. I know there's a little bit of Green Lantern here and there, and there's a good episode uh, when they go to the Justice League up to the satellite and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Um, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. You know, dude, how many times have I said this to you? It's like, do you like some Flash? Well, here's a bit more. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like fuck me, like oh, um, remember Iris, um, and who by the way in one seventy nine they're massively happily married. So I think it was more of a development. I think they had a thing where we're going to shake up Barry's life. You know, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, yeah, it's just uh, you know you can do solo books, uh, but you just need to make sure you have a supporting cast around them, so you're not just constantly reading about the solo character. I totally guess. agree. Totally agree. Um, now then we get to this, um, and I did like the art, Alex Saviak, um, who did a lot of Web of Spider-Man, is the artist mm-hmm. here, and I, and I really enjoy his artwork. Um, yeah, he's good. Yeah, I mean, this is, what, when we talk about Bronze Age, I, I'm a lot of the times enjoying the style of the art as well, you know? I think a lot yeah, of Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I enjoy it over, like... Jesus. Oh. What? what? Over who? Over who? Over, name an artist. <laughs> name an artist that's better than Alex Saviak working right now. Jesus Christ, <laughs> any of them. I mean, no, I'm not serious, but, you know, like, things are a lot simpler back then, you know. Uh, there's a different standard of artwork nowadays where it's not necessarily better, but it's uh, like you are more expected to provide more details, I would say. You reckon? I, see, I look, I, I often find when I read the art, uh, look at the art, that, like, it's a lot looser at, at times these days, whereas back then... I'm looking at this picture of Flash on the ground with the girl over him. Like there's a there's the sunny clouds in the background. There's some buildings. There's some bricks. I mean, it's, uh, it's all stuff, you know. Okay, I'm looking. Yeah, that's a splash page. Yes, but the like two pages before that, and well, the one in the the last page of the previous issue, Flash is running and he's going through a brick wall. Yeah. And he's headed for a brick wall, and then he runs into a brick wall, and then there's bricks everywhere. Yeah. And there's a brick wall, and there's a brick wall, and there's a brick wall, and what like what is interesting about this page is him laying down and her yeah. like i'm not trying to be too critical like i do like the art but it's yeah. like 
I don't know. Like, I think a lot of these look at someone like uh, Doc Shaner. Sure. Today, you know, he does great work. He's, he, he's, not, he's good. He's good. He's good. Yeah. Like so many of these guys do. Like Mikel Yannon. Uh, I like Mitch Garrods. I know you're not a big I'm fan a big of him fan because of, of other reasons. All. Like, yeah, but he's a decent artist. Yeah, I agree. Gary and there are, look, dude, I, I'm like obviously kidding. Guys. There's a lot of fucking good artists today, but that you're talking about cream of the crop. I'm talking about a guy toiling away on Flash, and I'm like Alex Xavier, Give it up for the man. He was also on Web of Spider Man. Um, I, th- I think you just get sometimes I just like a draftsman who gets the job done, you know. Yeah, and, and you know I'm not really trying to hate on it. It's just the f- <laughs> more whenever you take the hardline position on one side, I feel like I have to take the other side. But That's I mean, fun. I would even say uh, the last Mark Wade book was Paul Ryan. It's good, and I probably preferred that a bit to this. Fair personally. enough. And who was that artist of Mark Wade's run that I really liked? There was <clears throat> one guy. Um, I forget his name. Yeah, Ringo, Jim. Mike Ringo. I do like Mike Ringo. There was a there was a couple of artists on. Greg uh, Roke. Yeah, I think that was the guy. Uh, there was a couple of artists on. Uh, is there a guy called Scott Collins or something? Yeah, we haven't done any of his right. yet, though. But yeah, but I think I've seen some of his artwork and enjoyed that. Um, yeah, no, I, I think Flash has had a number of good artists. Oh, you really liked Humberto Ramos. I did like Humberto Ramos. Humberto Ramos is a good artist. No, you hated him. <laughs> did I? Oh, okay. Did I? You said that he drew the worst ever picture of Spider-Man. He did. He did. He drew a terrible fucking, uh, terrible fucking picture of Spider-Man. That wasn't his best. But I have seen some art of Humberto oh, okay. Ramos that I've liked. Um, that was a bad picture of Spider-Man with that. Like, I'm sorry. Go to that face of Amazing Spider-Man. It's a issue one after he comes back. Peter Parker comes back from um, being mm-hmm. Doc Ock. It is terrible. It's a yeah. terrible. You you know what I'm talking about too, Adam. So don't don't. I know the it. image. I don't think it's as bad as you say. I don't think it's Pretty great. Fucking um, poor. But yeah. Okay. Well, that's an argument for another day. But I, I'm loving Alex Saviak and um, you know, he, he still does shows and, and he still does um, he still does like podcasts and stuff. And maybe I'll reach out to him. Yeah, I met him once. He's a very, very nice guy. Let's fucking reach. Would, would you want to do a dual interview with Alex Saviak if we get him? Sure, yeah. yeah. Like, fucking yeah. Uh, by the way, I reached out to Don Perlman, 92 years oh. of age, and he responded. He oh, said, cool. He said, yeah. check back with me in the summer. And I was like, sweet. Oh, yeah, wrong. he's a... Uh, I didn't realize till after you were saying that, but I think he co-created Moon Knight. Did he? I think so. Really? Gee, I wasn't aware. Of, really, I, that I was not uh, aware of. I'll do a quick Google. Moon Knight. Don Perlman. Perlin. Don Perlman. Wow, I didn't know that. I know that he did a lot of great fucking uh, Ghost Rider. Um, yeah, Doug Munch and Don Perlin back in the Werewolf wow. by Night. Wow, That's a big fucking score. Mm-hmm. He also co-created Bloodshot. Yes, I knew that. Wow. Don Perlin, in his 90s and still corresponding. Yeah, so he probably thinks you're just reaching out, you know, because Moon Knight, um, I sent him a big message. I didn't even mention Moon Knight because I didn't know that. I was talking about his Ghost Rider run and how much I love it. And my, my Facebook pick is, is Don Perlin. It's Ghost Rider where he says, greetings, vermin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he seemed like a really nice guy. Like, uh, I'd love to get him. But, I mean, at 92, I'd be in the oxygen chamber, you know? I'd be in the back to tank. Seriously, they yeah. have to bring bring yeah. me out. I'd say I've got ten minutes, guys, and, and you know I'm charging a thousand dollars per minute. Go, <laughs> go. I just like go. I'm going to answer in yes and no's. Yes, 
No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like by that point, I'm getting very basic. You know, I, I'm. Oh, yeah. I'm watching the baseball and the cricket, and that's about it. You know, like <laughs> baseball. Okay. I like baseball. Yeah. Um, I'm watching that and the cricket, but that's it. And then I'm back in the tank. You know, I can't do idle conversation. I can't do chitter chat. <laughs> It's a little waste of oxygen. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I'll probably be the same way. I'll be there first. I feel that way some days now. I feel I don't feel that different now. You know, <laughs> like it'll be, yeah, I'm well on my way. But anyway, um, turning back to this, yes, like it goes on and on. Um, is the, now This isn't the, the awesome it where he gets injected with the um, angel dust, but this is the chick doing the mind control on him. Um, he then goes to the psychic research thing. He's looking, he's looking, looking for a... Um, then not 10 minutes, normal walking distance from the Tabor Institute enters the object of Flash's futile search, the girl who calls herself Melanie. And there's a really funny scene here where she's going on about how she wants to... Um, here comes Melanie. Hey there, pretty lady. You want to step on the dance floor? Come on, let's do it. It's like a real disco scene. She's like, some other time. And then some other chick goes, I'll make the supreme sacrifice. I don't believe it. She just da- refused to dance with Dak. The most desirable John in the neighborhood. What gives? She's like, isn't it obvious? He's ordinary. Ordinary? She's done herself lately. She thinks even John Travolta is ordinary. Since when? Since she decided the Flash is not ordinary. There before your eyes sits the world's first and foremost Flash groupie. And I was just like, Jesus. It's interesting, you know, how long ago this comic came out and they were still referencing Travolta. So just... Uh, yeah, interesting well, how mean, long he's been relevant, you know. Saturday Night Fever was what seventy seven. You know he's pretty hot. Um, off that for sure. This is before Grease. Um, yep. yeah, I mean, well, he's or been my around. favorite Pulp Fiction. Fucking great movie, great great mm-hmm. movie. Another good movie uh, from the nineties. He was in Get Shorty. Good yeah, movie. Yep, that was pretty fun. Good movie. Yeah, no, I love John Travolta. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it just shows you how long John Travolta has been a thing. You know, really? Yeah, it's he gets, crazy. I guess he gets to say it's groovy. <laughs> no, I said it's crazy. <laughs> I thought you said um, it's groovy. I was like, oh, well, nice. Yeah, they had the Pulp reference. Fiction reunion at the yes. uh, Academy Awards. So that's kind of cool to see. Yeah. Did you see the one where he was doing the dance with, uh, I think, Uma Thurman? Um, they were doing, yeah. 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 Pretty cool. He's a pretty cool guy. <laughs> I, I know he's pretty weird, but I also like him, you know? Yeah, you know, I am not really... Uh... The whole Scientology thing is just kind of odd to me, but uh, sure, but yeah, you know. he comes off pretty well. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, then we get back to how about this part where Flash comes tearing in. Iris is watching TV. I was hoping she'd be asleep. <laughs> It'd spare us some awkward conversation about that dinner. And he's like, "Hi, what's on? A Walton's rerun. Uh, we saw this scene before. It's great. You really get the sense of family, of belonging. You know, Barry, Barry." And then he's asleep family maybe that's what's missing maybe that's what we ought to be and i was like oh jesus we're we're getting desperate now you know need to pack in the words of elvis Presley, we need to patch it up patch it up baby yeah things are not going well (laughs) marriage on the rocks is a kid the answer adam the computer throwing over to you for a yes or no i uh did not follow you said marriage on the rocks is a kid the answer yeah no probably not Probably not. I think it's a lot of unhappy marriages spawn a lot of unhappy children and a lot of divorces, you know? Yes, probably. A lot of custody battles, a lot of child support, a lot of (laughs) war. Yeah, we see. uh... Oh, go ahead. 
No, nothing. I've set my pace. You, you want know. to go more on about? <laughs> no, that's um, about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Barry's meeting with his friend, uh, friend cop, and uh, he ends up getting some roses for Iris. Yep. Well, not roses, but some flowers. And he comes home, and she's got a new hairdo, and it doesn't seem like he really likes it very well. Oh, I'm gonna be honest, I don't like it very much either. Like, I don't like that hairdo at all. And uh, in the letters columns, people were slamming this hairdo. I, I actually <laughs> think it looks, but it, but it is the seventies, and even I can tell you. I, there are pictures of my mum in like the late seventies, and she had a perm. It was a big thing, and uh, this isn't quite a perm. I don't know how you describe this hair, but um, it's almost a perm, isn't it? Yeah, I, that's what I thought it was, but um, well, it almost seems like it's supposed to be bad. You know, I don't yeah, know. It's it's just not good. Um, it's not a good haircut, and it's not. And she's she's coming. She's crying again. The tears are coming out. The waterworks are coming out. Barry gets in trouble every time that he pulls out that from the from the ring, the Flash costume, doesn't he? He really does. Yeah, Barry, don't, Alan, don't you dare. Let the SWAT teams handle it. <laughs> yeah, and at a certain point I kind of agreed with her, like, I don't know, Barry, it's time to settle down. Like, You, you reckon? Know. See, for me, I, I'm like fucking cut it loose. Like, I want to be Flash 24-7. That would be pretty cool. But. Yeah, like, fuck, why do you need this chick riding you at home, like, fucking all day long about how you can't be the Flash? You know, like, I'd be like, hey, honey, I'm the Flash. You're slow. Get out. <laughs> Get out fast. You know? Yeah. Um, he could dump her stuff on the lawn in, like, one second. <laughs> Different character. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's, I mean, yeah, there's nothing here that really, I guess, makes me want to like Iris, but I am a fan of Iris from other things I've read or watched but sure yes yeah. uh yeah for sure no it's it's not her like sometimes you know the writers can be a bit cruel you know what i mean they make the female character kind of almost the butt of the joke kind of thing if you know what i mean like it's all for the purpose of moving the story along but i'm sure like many a feminist would be um you know or kind of more enlightened reader now would just be like horrified someone mm-hmm. out there right now if they but if you put this in front of like a real pc but you know what I'm saying? As I always describe them, like super PC, put this in front of them, they'd probably recoil in horror. You know, <laughs> probably <laughs> dated, anachronistic, anachronistic. And then we, at the end of it, we see um, Barry finds York on the machine, and it's just like, wow, what is going on here? This machine has just driven this guy 100% nuts. Yeah, and uh, I found his story a bit more compelling than the clown, but uh, you know, not. Not by miles. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and in, in fairness, we can probably do a bit of flashing now. Uh, for We don't need to do page by page. I, I wanted to get a feel for the comic. Um, you read my mind. Yeah. Why don't we lead up to the masquerade party? Because that was a big issue, um, which is issue 275. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's a great cover there again, I think, Jose. That's a great Lewis. cover. Yeah, no, it's, it, you see Sandman, you see Brazaro, Batgirl, Flash, Green Arrow and Black Canary, Aquaman, uh, Huntress, Captain Cold, Reverse Flash, and I'm not sure who the purple chick is. Star Sapphire? Right, okay. I thought that might have been her on the left, but on the right, that's Star Sapphire. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, on the left, that's uh, Huntress, I think. All right, cool. Do you want to take us through this one and we can comment on this one? Because I think this is a key, I think this is key in the run. Sure, yeah, so um, I'm trying to recall this one. 
So two seventy five. I, I mean, I, I can, I can, I can take us through if you like. Yeah, okay, sorry, I just had to get my bearings real quick. Um, yeah, maybe if you get us started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. So basically, um, Barry is caught in the grip of this uh, ESP grip of this girl. Uh, Yorkin is looking in the window. Um, he comes in to see this chick, Melanie. Um, there's, uh, she removes the mask and then finds out that he's actually ordinary. And she's like, I don't know what he did to deserve this. And he's like, huh? Uh, he's just totally <laughs> confused. Barry's just totally confused. Um, then we get uh, scenes with um, <sighs> Barry. Yeah, so, Iris walks in and thinks he's like having an affair, right? Which, yes, uh... that's right. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. She put a <laughs> tracker she... in his in his ring or something. She yeah, says, that's what I was trying to figure out initially. I don't, I didn't really understand. She, she's like, I, I'm so sorry it came to this, but like, I have to put a tracker in his ring to account for his movements. And I was like, fucking hell, like, you know, um, okay, Iris. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little crazy. Uh, and but then yeah, she drives and then off she in a car, runs into a truck. That was pretty nuts. Yeah, and he rescues her from dying. Um, and then they they have like a heart to heart, and then it's like two minds with one thought. Which would you prefer, Mister Allen Boy or Girl? And then it's like, hmm, do I have time to think it over? No. And then it's like, oh my god! So they've decided and realized at the same moment, both of them realize, well, this marriage needs his kids, um, and they've kind of been running on empty. You know, to pardon the pun, and um, yeah. you know, and and so it's it. They do give them that reconciliation prior to attending the masquerade ball, which I think would have been key for them back then. We get, she's got to be her and Barry got to be happy the second we kill her. You know, mm-hmm. we can't. Yeah, um, yeah. I think you're right. I think that is key, uh, at least at this time, where you don't want to have any baggage between. Oh, the back two. then, yeah, back then, yeah. like the fucking late seventies. Are you kidding? Like, yeah. For a mainstream uh, DC hero, yeah, but uh, they end up going to a Halloween party, and she yeah. dressed as Batgirl, Wally, or Barry dressed as the Flash, and his friend also dressed as the Flash. Yes, it's kind of cool seeing all the different characters here. Uh, you got, I think that's the Phantom. Like, yeah, uh, I just noticed him. Yeah, the Phantom is sitting standing there by um, Captain Boomerang. Yeah, you're right. Actually, I didn't yeah, notice him. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and that's the calculator there, um, Superman. But, uh, yeah, they go to the party. I think it's a, a cop's Halloween party. Yes. And uh, there's this guy dressed like Sandman that's going around zapping people. Yes. Um, which comes back later. But uh, meanwhile, Yorkin is there, the the criminal that was uh, being, yep. you know, psychoanalyzed. Crazy. And he attacks the other Flash and throws him off a balcony, which you yep. almost would have thought that guy would have died or something. Yeah, I know, but he didn't. But, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, the Flash gets zapped with uh, the Sandman's gun, but it actually, like, hurts him. Mm. Uh, like, he's been injected with something. And uh, I did think it was interesting where uh, Iris is dancing with Green Lantern, and you think it's just some oh, meathead, and it turns out to be Green Lantern. He's like, what's this? That Green Lantern dancing with Iris is getting way out of line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. Like, yeah, and he goes down to throw down a bit of justice, and um, it's just Hal Jordan, uh, good old Hal Jordan, just Mr. Ladies, and he's just like, oh, you know, I can't... Uh, <laughs> Doesn't you know? Don't I get? Isn't a friend of the family allowed to kiss the misses? I was like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> got his hands on her ass almost at the time, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, Hal's just pretending like he wasn't actually trying to hook up with her. Yeah, or, or you know, Hal's trying to pretend. That. Hal's like later next week, okay? <laughs> like you and me. Enough of this. Barry but yeah, bullshit. they uh, they end up going upstairs and. Uh, 
Iris has been attacked by Yorkin. Yes. And uh, Barry passes out. And then a bunch of cops come upstairs and say, oh, you know, one of them's dead and one of them needs to go to the hospital right away. Yeah. And that's how it ends, which was kind of uh, kind of interesting because if you're not reading it, you're like, oh, or, you know, if you're reading it at the time, you're not aware that Iris is dead and oh. dies. So it'd be kind of a good way to um, keep the mystery going a little bit longer. For sure, and, and it leads right into uh, a really good issue, I think, and it leads right into the next issue, which I do want to cover as well in detail, and then I think we can do more kind of wrap-ups of how it yeah. all plays out. But the next one is the one with the Justice League. And by the way, the first ad is we wear spot built just like OJ, and it's a big OJ Simpson <laughs> advertisement who was all over these comics at the time. That's so, funny. You know, it's fucking hilarious that OJ was so big back in the 70s, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah. <laughs> like America's darling. <laughs> now he's like, <laughs> yeah, and this, you know, at that time he was known for you know sports. In the '80s, he was known for like Naked Gun. Yeah, and then in the '90s, obviously, he's known for murder. <laughs> what he's known for? He's <laughs> known for cutting and slashing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, we pick up with the the cliffhanger from last uh, issue where. You know, Flash is pretty sure they're talking about him. They think he's dead because he's not moving. Yes. Um, but he gets up and he goes out the window uh, and he's chasing after Yorkin. But Yorkin ends up get, or does he catch Yorkin? I'm just having a look uh, here. No, he ends up like passing out, I guess, and waking up in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. He, he fights him and he beats him up. Um, I'm just having a look here. Uh, then it's like, yeah, the doctor, he's hallucinating and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, he's strapped down in bed. Yeah, so I guess he didn't actually chase after Yorkin at all. I potentially, don't know, I yeah, guess. potentially not. Yeah, um, but yeah, so then he's hallucinating and uh, he gets out of the hospital and he only finds out that Iris is dead like after he's been in the hospital, after they're pushing him around in the wheelchair, and his friend comes to visit, and yeah. that's when he finds out <laughs> that his wife is dead. Yeah, he's got nuts. the ring and stuff. Yeah, no, it's pretty shocking. Uh, the, even the reveal. Um, you know, and that is that Frank, the cop, Frank? I have no clue. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and then so he uh, he breaks the news and that kind of is almost like a turning point. And then we, we go to the satellite. You know I love the Justice League satellite. Yeah. Uh, the members great. who are absent are all involved in urgent cases that demand their powers at this time. Most of them have probably not yet heard about the tragedy. No matter, it's up to us for them. To make it official and grant the Flash a formal leave of absence from his JLA duties. I trust all we know objections. Green Lantern, cut the formalities soon, man. We're talking about Iris, someone we all love, someone I love like a sister, a sister that he liked to, you know, grab her ass, you know. <laughs> and then, like, and Batman, take it easy, Green Lantern. Okay, we're all upset and grief-stricken, but it's up to us to remain calm and in control. And then, and, and Wonder Woman, she, she's actually Batman's little second to him. She seconds him. She's like, Batman's right. The strength and unity of the League must not be compromised by a single misfortune, no matter how heartbreaking that misfortune may be. Poor Flash, may Hera help him. It's like, thanks, Wonder Woman, like, little miss fucking, you know, the job must, the show must go on, you know? Yeah, and I I like uh, seeing these five together because, you know, obviously we have Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman as the Trinity, but yeah. I always saw Flash and Green Lantern as 100%. the closest thing to the Trinity. Totally, 100% agree with you. Uh, you know, totally agree with you. And it's a great little, it's a great idea to, to compartmentalize this part of the story with these five so you can have the dynamics play out. Like, it's actually a pretty cool scene. Like, the artist gets to draw, like, a really cool Wonder Woman um, it's very much the Super Friends style almost, you know? 
Um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I love it, man. It's just like, you know, um, uh, Green Lantern, of all the JLAs, you've been my closest comrade through the years. Won't you help me? He's talking about trying to bring him back from the dead. Um, and even and Superman's like, even my superpower have limits. Not even the most advanced scientists on my home planet Krypton could revive the dead. If somehow I could bring Gavaris back to you, you know I would. Um, yeah, so... It's interesting how... Um... Well, first off, that like 15 years later, uh, Hal Jordan would be doing this, you know, trying to bring back uh, Coast City. Sure. Uh, and he becomes a big villain from it. But it's also interesting how sometimes in superhero comics, it's like, no, you can't do that. You can't save people after they've died. But then you have something like Infinity War, where obviously the stakes are a bit higher or whatever. But it's like sure. the whole crux of that was they were trying to bring all these people back from the dead. So right. it's interesting how depending on the writer or the story that they're like, you can bring people back from the dead or you Hilarious. can't. I'm going to make a comment that's going to you find funny. Every single member at this table died in the comics at some time. You know? Exactly, yeah. Every like, single well, member. Wonder Woman's definitely died. Uh, Flash has definitely died. Barry Allen's died. Batman did die. If you think about it, like in, you know, technically there was a skeleton that Superman was holding. Well, even, it's interesting because sometimes when they do die and it's a big thing where they're not end up being dead, like Batman wasn't actually dead, right? He was lost in time. Lost in time, yeah. But then there's uh, like the JLA story, Obsidian Age by Joe Mm. Kelly, Mm -hmm. where they just, they literally do die, but they're resurrected like immediately or something. So it's always interesting how comic book death works. Yeah, it's kind of cool, but I, I love this storyline. It's like, please, Hal, I'm begging you. You're talking about something else, the power of life and death. That's something neither of us has the right to control. Look, Barry, I'm your best friend. Wrong. You're no friend. I see now that you never were. None of you are. And um, and then I love this line. Um, Superman's like, Flash, what's gone into you? And then, careful, Superman, is he Batman? Look at his eyes. The drug is still in his system. He's acting up. <laughs> Re- release your friend, GL. Flash, then we'll talk. You want him? He's all yours. And Flash just throws down. I'm sick of all of you. I'm sick of this place. Superman, great sons. He's going bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> I love when they were like, by the moons of Krypton. That kind of stuff. You know, like, yeah. It's just gold. Like, it's a real fucking, it's a fight that just it, it just really goes goes up. I mean, I saw you cleverly inching up on me, Batman. But you're fast, but not that fast. Not super fast. And he, like, slams Batman. He's like... Flash is actually causing a lot of havoc to, like, some of the big hitters in the JLA. Yeah, it's not a story I would have expected to see, right? Like, uh, a Justice League with a dead spouse and taking on the rest of the team, you know? Um, It's like what we talked about with the tone thing, where it's like, we started this off and he was fighting some guy in a clown clown car. clown car, yeah. And now, yeah, now he's got, (laughs) he's on crack yeah. whatever heroin and he's angel dust. no it's angel dust he got injected with angel dust the sandman oh. guy was spraying him with angel dust no yeah i know that he's not but it's just like you can see the the different ends of the yeah. spectrum that we're on here right yeah i love it he slams hal jordan because he's got the yellow soles on his boots um yeah but it's it's uh flash get a hold of yourself you're one of us remember the justice league justice league that's a laugh this whole place is a farce a lie I'm going to rip the satellite to shreds and not one of you is fast enough to stop me. And then it ends with a great picture with all of all, you know, all of the other members coming in to sort of fight him from all the different angles. I love this issue, man. I, I, this was one of my favorite issues in this whole read, frankly. I thought it was a lot. I mean, fun. it was probably a step above everything else, but yeah. you know, you know, I, um, for me. Yeah, no, 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 it's fair. It's fair. 
Um, so the next one, it does kick off with uh, the fight continues. Um, it gets kind of crazy and Flash is going in kind of like uh, super speed around them. And I think he's tied them all up. Um, and they're all those are some cool panels, though. I do like that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's cool. And um, the whole satellite's starting to come apart. Um, then uh, Green Lantern puts like a, a band uh, against him around his body. Wonder Woman ties him up with the golden lasso. Um, and yeah, and then it's, he's kind of passed out from exhaustion. They do the test, and he's got a massive amount of um, angel dust in his system. Um, mm-hmm. And then Batman's. What if he freaks out again at the, at the at the funeral and does something irresponsible, like blow the cover on his Flash identity, or worse still, reveal ours? He's like, yeah, I don't care about Barry Allen's identity. What about Bruce Wayne? <laughs> like, Fuck Barry Allen. Yeah, um, yeah, then there's the good scene with the um, at the funeral. And I like the way it's, and they've actually put down who everyone is. It's like Batman, Bruce Wayne. And <laughs> <laughs> what was interesting is the fact that Wally's there and he doesn't get yeah. to say anything. Like, yeah, it's just interesting because uh, he becomes such a major character. But at this time, it's like you know, oh, uh, you remember when he had a sidekick that sucked. But because uh, this is before he even did the New Teen Titans. I was gonna so. say like this would have been probably just before, yeah. Like, yeah. So it's just interesting. Like he's, uh, you know, it's his aunt's funeral, and it's like. He's not even given anything, you know. No, so not even interesting. not even a speaking role, and you're 100 yeah. percent right. Um, so it goes on, but but like in essence, then the book moves on, um, and we get into a scenario where we find out uh, that as a killer uh, of Iris West, like, and we're trying to work out who <laughs> that is. Now, do you want to take us through the reveal because I believe that that guy is one of your favourites. Yeah, the the actual killer. Oh, yeah. And I, I and I like the way that this storyline wound up with with this with this identity, and I thought it gave a bit of it gave a bit of life to the book. So, do you want to take us through kind of review that part? Yeah, I'll I'll do my best. Um, but yeah, uh, in the interim here, I guess we just got to see Barry do some like more classic adventures against his rogue. Sure. Uh, which was fun, but I'm trying to skip forward. Um, yeah, so we find out eventually that it wasn't Yorkin that killed uh, Iris. Yeah, because and... the videotape, they have videotape, and it does look like it's Yorkin, but she, yeah, it, there's no one there, so it's a question mark. Yeah, uh, and then we find out that what it was was that the reverse flash, mm. um, and I'm not sure, if I'm skipping too far ahead, let me know. But... No, 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 go for it, man. Okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we find out that the reverse flash came in real quick and like vibrated his head through her skull, yeah. but like solidified it in her brain. Um, what, a bast- what a bastard! He's also yeah, which crazy. I, I love the he's, reverse he's flash. Nuts I love the as design. Well. So do I. I. Love, yeah, I love everything about him. I didn't Go realize ahead, he was so insane. Like he's insane. Yeah, well, he's a. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm not sure on the continuity at this time, but the the reverse flash that we know, he's a a flash fanatic, right? So right. it makes sense that he would also, you know, oh. love Iris West or be he's obsessed, obsessed with, her. with her. How about when he kills her and then he wants to get that woman and wants to like do plastic surgery and get a haircut to make her look like Iris? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that? he had given her an ultimatum, like, "Hey, you're gonna leave Barry for me, or else I'll kill you a day from now." Uh, and that's why he killed her. So, um, yeah, it was interesting. Um, yeah, definitely. And this, I think, is a um, 
a storyline that kind of carries through to the end of the series because that's what he's on trial for uh, in the trial of Wally West is for killing uh, the Reverse Flash. Oh right, I see. Okay, I didn't. And he kills that. her, obviously. Yeah. Well, he kills her because the Reverse Flash is going to kill his second wife, and. Um, right. Yeah. So he doesn't okay. necessarily kill him for revenge, but. Mm. Uh, yeah, similar. But it's a little personal. But yeah, so uh, I thought that was pretty interesting, and you know, give it to someone like an actual Flash rogue rather yeah, than yeah. just the this clown. guy Yorkin. The clown. Yeah, yeah the clown. <laughs> but I think this also really solidifies uh, the Reverse Flash as you know the big Flash villain, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I think it's done really well. I like the henchmen who are just like this guy's crazy, but like he's gonna make us it's safe for the city because he's killed the Flash. You know, because he sends Flash to the the limbo and all that kind of stuff and does all that crazy shit with the Flash. Like, he's kind of got the one-upsmanship on the Flash in their races and stuff. Like, if you notice, he he comes at the winner in that more often than not. Yeah, uh, parts of it seems to be because he has the future technology that helps or, you know, he just knows a little bit more about how to use his speed. And he he sends Flash on that um, wild goose chase to the future to see who the killer virus is, but it was unsolved. And then he gets the, you find that the captain at the police station was behind the heroine. And he was the middleman between Reverse Flash and, you know, the suppliers. Or the people shifting the units or whatever it was. But um, I, I thought that was interesting. Like, um, and, then, and then he is the one who goes and captures, addressed as the Flash, goes and captures the captain. And then I was trying to work out, is his uniform... So he just changed the colour of his uniform to look like the Flash, am I right? I, I assumed he was just wearing the Flash's uniform over top, but yeah, right. I guess something like that. But I, I enjoyed it. I thought, uh, when I was reading those issues, I was like, yeah, I could see a movie here, or I could see a TV double-parter here. You know, there was there was components in this stuff that was like, if I was mining it for stories, this is the kind of stuff I would have focused on. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um... And, you know, we have a lot more Reverse Flash coming up with the Wade stuff, and uh, Jeff Johns really like cool. working with the Reverse Flash. So. Well, I'm looking forward to it, man. And, like, um, yeah, no, it was really, I thought, good. I felt that this, the last uh, issue of this trade with the Limbo stuff wasn't as strong as I thought the Lord of Limbo wasn't as strong. I think it should have wound up with Reverse Flash, and they should have capped it off there. But they yeah, have the, yeah, they have the Limbo thing, and then he gets back to the... Um, the present time to what I like the way they actually reference the actual date in the DC comics but this time Superman does it all the time too where he's like you know I've got to get back to 1982 <laughs> very specific yeah. um, whereas they wouldn't do that now certainly not as often as they do it here but um, it goes back to Flash and he's like the time we had the best years of our lives together darling and I'll cherish my moments of my memories of every moment but the time has come for me to get on with my own life I owe that much to myself and the Flash owes it to the world Goodbye, sweetheart. Choke. Even I, even now, I consider myself a very lucky man, because I know your beautiful spirit will be with me forever. The end yeah. and a beginning. And it's I like, also yeah. found it interesting. He kind of just leaves the Reverse Flash to be lost in time when he's. Oh yeah, uh, fuck the Reverse Flash. You know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did kill his wife. It was kind of the Batman Begins thing. I, I won't kill you, but I don't have to save you. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, no, it's, he, he's like not shedding any tears over over that guy. And even the guys who helped him out of limbo, he's like, maybe one day I can go back and help them. I'm like, is this Superman? Like, maybe one day I can help Monel. Maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe one day I can uh, get Candor City big. Maybe, 
Like, I'm not going to work too hard on it. I'll just keep them captive in my, you know, <laughs> fortress. Sanctuary. Yeah. And when I desperately need them, the Superman Rescue Squad can come out. I love those guys. <laughs> we should find a Kerry Bates story where he does a Superman Rescue Squad. There's got to be one. Um, yeah, yeah. But anyway, look, I look, I, I, I get your, like, I'm going to hand it to you to, for your review first. I, but I understand that this isn't the greatest. I'm, I'm, I'll do my, Big comments afterwards, but I'm giving it a seven, and I'm probably being a bit generous. It probably is more like a six point five. Um, what did you think, Adam? Give us your views on this whole trade. Yeah, so I, you know, like I said, I've never been a Bronze Age guy. The only thing I've really ever gotten into is, you know, Bronze Age Legion. Yeah. Um, to me, this was really weak. Um, I'd give it like a five. Yeah. Um, you know, I love the flash, uh, but there's just something not very fun about coming back to this stuff where, um, it's just, uh, you know, he doesn't have a supporting cast really or anybody to play off of. It's just story after story of it. In some ways it's like a breakneck pace, right? Where it's like these 13 issues feel like they happened over like two days or something. Yeah. Um, but no, I just was not a fan. You struggled really at all. No, no, yeah, I, and, I, and I get that. Uh, I'm going to give good it six, artwork. I mean, yeah, I, I think the artwork helped it. I enjoyed the masquerade story. I enjoyed the battle with the Just League stories, and I liked the reverse flash stuff at the end. Um, in between, yeah. there was a lot that's, of flab. That's about what I like too. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give, give it a six point five. Um, you know, and I think from now on, every now and then we'll occasionally do maybe a one single issue of the Carrie Bait stuff. But, you know, we're going to continue on with our main focus being on the Mark White, finishing the Mark White, getting into the Jeff Johns. This is the real meat of the show. But I wanted to give listeners and longtime Flash fans, you know, there was a trade out there. It was, you know, why not? Why not try it out? You know what I mean? It was kind of my philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't regret reading it. You know, it's fun to. But honestly, part of the reason why I had trouble recapping things is I was kind of trying to read through it Speed quicker read. sometimes because oh, I'm too. like not really enjoying. No, I get it, and I, I totally get. It. No, I appreciate you did it though. Um, that was the, you know that was fun. And the next time, I, I promise, listeners, we will definitely do Grant Morrison and Mark Miller, which I've not read, and I'm looking very forward to because you know I love my Grant Morrison. Um, so I'm really looking yeah, people forward like to that. it. Um, yeah. He, they do some fun, you know, Morrison things. Cool. All right. Well, that'll be coming up in the not too distant future. Uh, Adam, is there anything you'd like to promote? Anything you'd like to sell? You know, children. Uh, you know, jewelry. <laughs> anything you'd like <laughs> no, to? No, nothing here really. Yeah, yeah okay. I appreciate it though. Yeah, and Dan, and kids. If you're in a marriage and you're on the rocks, kids probably not the the answer. You know, no, uh, you no. know, it's usually I. You know, I'm a record. I would have told her to hit the road. You know, hit the road, Iris, <laughs> and don't look back. Keep on walking. Maybe get a puppy, you know, who knows. Good, very good comment from Adam the computer. There you go. Just, a, just make sure that if something happens that one of you guys are going to keep it. Keep you know, it, Or yeah. you're going to find a good place for it. Yeah, exactly. Do you have uh, animals, like, uh, since you've had your daughter and stuff, does she ask for puppies and kittens and all that kind of stuff? Uh, she loves puppies and kittens. We had two cats and a dog already, but oh. she loves dogs. And I don't think we really want to get another dog, but um, we might. If she, she puts really a bit of pressure on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. On that note, I want to say thank you and good night. (laughs) 